Hello and welcome to the Thomas and Way podcast number 11. Live from the Olympic City. Olympic City. Um, Olympic City of London. It is the 24th of July and it is the Olympic week. It's starting soon. And overhead you can hear, <coughs> can't you hear the, the sound of helicopter. the Olympic helicopter? That is, uh, what's it doing? It's bringing in the athletes. And dropping in the Mary Poppins, which we were talking about. Before we dropping in the recording. Mary Poppins uh, via... Uh, umbrella. So it's been revealed that they are going to drop um, a Mary or several Mary Poppins into the Olympic Stadium to fight Lord Voldemort from the Harry Potter series. But now, the thing that I sent you the link, that isn't that something that you and Simon Day did in Brian Pern as a joke that the, that you'd have loads of Mary Poppins. Three years ago, two years ago, three years ago, yeah, we did this thing called Brian Pern, a spoof of Peter Gabriel, and the idea was this: he was a bit annoyed that because um, Peter Gabriel did the. Um, the O2, you know, when out, not the O2, what's it called? The Millennium Dome, yeah? Yes, yes. And so he was in charge of that. So you kind of, he, so the idea was that this kind of sort of character who was asked to do something like that 10 years ago wasn't asked to do the Olympics, and Damon Arborn was. Mm. And for some reason, wasn't, isn't Damon Arborn anything to do with the Olympics? I'm not sure he is now. But he was The, the music point. person involved, he was rumoured, I think, around that time when you wrote it. Yeah. I think the music people are it's David Underworld. Arnold. Underworld? Yeah. Born Slippy, or was it Left Field? I can't remember. Yeah, them, they, those guys. David Arnold would be doing music. He's doing music, He does yeah. for everything. He's very good. Um, but yeah, how weird's that? Um, yeah, you couldn't. You, uh, you couldn't suck, make it couldn't up. Make it up. Well, you could make it up. We did make it up, and it was yeah. <laughs> our idea though was that she came down with Union Jack underpants on. Oh. The idea of our thing was that um, he goes. What he wanted to do was uh, it was going to be hosted by um, Dennis Norden and Shane Ritchie, right? Right. We we're going to host the event, and then you'd have a load of minis from the Italian job would drive around, oh. driven by injured soldiers from the wars. Right. Okay, yes. Do, and they'd recreate the Italian job. <laughs> that mute, what's that song? I hate that song. I think that's such an overrated self film. Uh, self-preservation society. That self-preservation thing. It's like a jam factory, isn't it? <laughs> what do you mean? It's like preservatives. It's wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so the point is that yeah. So then that would happen, and then the out of the mini boots would pop up loads of Dick Man Dykes with their chimney sweeps. They sing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and then you'd release lots of Mary Poppins from the sky with Union Jack knickers on. Would float yeah. down and sing. Like, I don't know. Consider yourself. I think that a lot of that is. Well, I think the 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 poppins thing is definitely going to happen apparently. But I but, reckon a lot of that could. I can see injured soldiers being heavily involved. I can see minis being involved. Definitely a mini definitely. involved. Um, let's let's do our prediction. And if if, pop, if if poppins is there, I can see the the chimney sweeps being a factor too. Do you think the tardis might appear? Hmm. Or Dalek. It's possible. It's one of those international. Brands that people know Britain about from. What for, else do you think is going to be there? Um, David Beckham will do something. He miss a goal. Miss a goal. Boris Johnson will be watching. Oh, He'll be Boris watching, Johnson's hopefully. on the buses, right? Going, hello, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to the bus. Now, you must understand that while you're travelling around London, <laughs> did you, did you used to be on um, Who Can You Do? Who do you do? I was, I was, I used to listen to this impression. Who's this? This is the thing. I, there was a, I, there's a question that's come through, right? Okay, here, which is uh, from one of our fans oh, on Twitter. Already. No, no, this, this ties in. Someone said to me, one of the ideas is from how? The question is from, this, this, is, this ties in. Okay, this is from Brian Shelf, who oh. says, What's the worst bottom of the draw sitcom pitch I can read? You hope to never have pull out. Can you read that for me properly? I can't read it properly. Where's Brian Shelf? There. 
Uh, what's the worst bottom of the drawer sitcom pitch you hope never have to pull out? Right, so you, you read it better right. Yeah, yeah, it's it right. <laughs> well, one of the ideas years ago, me and my friend Shane were at the BBC, and uh, there was a man there. I've never told this story before. Forgive me if I have. There's a producer of Dead Ringers called Bill Dare. Yes. And uh, for fun, you know, we at the time we kind of looked at that Dead Ringers to me was kind of like the worst program on telly. It wasn't um, really my cup of tea. I didn't really watch it. I do love. Um, I like impressions. impressions I don't mind impressions, but that to me was very Radio Four, very like. Oh, it oh, was Radio Four. Wasn't exactly. It? That's exactly what was wrong with it. it was like right. you know, it only appealed to like ninety somethings. <laughs> anyway, so I not like. I didn't like it. Anyway, no. I'm going so, to have to say that I've got a vested interest and think that they're brilliant. Why? Because I got a lot of uh, work and money from doing the impression show. Oh, <laughs> forgot that. No, John Coulter's... <laughs> Which inv- involved quite a lot of the uh, writing team. Fair enough. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Tony, you're very right. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, bearing in mind, Mark Yarwood would get as much... Everyone talks about... Mark Yarwood? Mark Yarwood, the famous comedian, uh, impressionist, got almost as much, more viewers at times than bloody Morecambe and Wise. And yeah. they don't repeat him every year. Mark, Mark, Mark Yarwood. <laughs> Mark Yarwood was like the biggest, he would do amazing impressions. Anyway, I, I what we did for fun, me and my friend Shane, we rang up um, Bill Dare's internal phone. Yes. And we'd say, and he put, and, I, and I'd go, hello, it's Lester Brackett's here. I've uh, uh, got a brilliant talent on the phone here he's amazing he should definitely be on um, you know, Dead Ringers he does a brilliant impression of <laughs> listen to this this is Bernie Taupin Bernie Taupin and I'd come on I'd go and I'd say hi Elton that's not quite right those words <laughs> and because no one knows what Bernie Taupin sounds yeah, like yeah, they all yeah. know the name and then I also did uh, was it Kenny Everett as a, as a child and I'd go mm. hello because that was it you know yeah, yeah. anyway so we left all these messages and he never got, obviously he never responded <laughs> no. and never got back to us but we then decided to send in an idea from him to the head of comedy, John Plowman. <laughs> and we thought, what we'd do is, you, in those days before emails, well, they were emails, you had internal mail. So you'd send a script via internal mail. So you'd have like BBC things, you'd say, so you'd say John Plowman, and then you'd have an internal mail. And it'd be like, right. so I had a pitch treatment, which was, it was called Riggers. Right. And Riggers was Cheers, but set on an oil rig, but we didn't say that. That sounds good, actually. Well, this is it, right? <laughs> so basically, we had all the characters had, were the same, like you had Woody, so you, you had Sam. So you basically a script you basically from wrote, Cheers, but said it on an oil rig. On an oil rig, but didn't say <laughs> anything. So my the idea would have been that John Plan would have opened this thing up and gone, oh, it's from Bill Dare. And I'd put, <laughs> we signed it from Bill Dare, the producer. <laughs> so he'd open it up and go, oh, Bill Dare said, no, it must be good, he does Dead Ringers. And then you go, oh, Riggers. Mm. Uh, it's set on an oil rig, and there's a character called Sam Malone, there's a character called Woody. <laughs> I'd seen that Carla. before, and the, and one of them was a bit crazy. One of them, you know, right. blah blah one blah. One of them was a coach. This, the, 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 why, why this story doesn't go anywhere is because we never we know we never know the the outcome. But whether he pitched, whether, whether he... it got anywhere, or whether or not he got, um, rep- yeah. I remember this guy Bill Dare called me in one time for a meeting. Yes, and he said uh, I wanted to come in for a meeting. Like, well, I hear you're a hot, hot new young writer, right type thing, and. Um, he sort of was like a socially awkward public school type person, like a lot of those people are. Mm. Nice, he's a nice person. I'm not. I, I don't think I've ever actually met him. Probably. No, we, I, I think I met him for a casting once. He seemed very nice. Oh no, this is all this. This is like this is both jokey banter, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This isn't real. This is like we thought you were at comedy in the BBC. You can take the piss out of people yeah. and have a joke. Yeah. They obviously didn't always see the. Funny and also, side. quite. Um, some would call it workplace bullying, but the fact that he was probably high above... He was high above us, more successful. It's he, quite and uh, brave for you to do it. I yes, and he's got a lot more money than we have, and actually he's got more credits to his bow. Yeah, so, yeah. Credits to his bow? He's got, a, he's got a bow full of credits, right? Yeah. 
Anyway, he came in once. He said, he goes, we've got an idea for this new show. It's a blank page, but it's going to be on 11 o'clock on BBC Three, and whatever That's you want to do, you can do. That's the best idea I've ever heard for a show. Well, my blank point was... with Joe Pasquale. When anyone says blank page, you go, right, well, you haven't got an idea yeah. then, have you? You want an idea. You want an idea from me, and you're going to claim credit as a producer. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't give him any ideas. No, quite right. That blank page then became Miranda Hart. Oh, no, he, he didn't really, he didn't really. He created was, her in he his created uh, she, BBC lab. Miranda Hart was not even a person, it was, an, it was, a, it was a page of, create, it was a character created yeah, and by like Bill a, Dare. Like a homunculus, it was created out of clay and then blessed by a rabbi and sent out to destroy comedy. You think he destroyed comedy? Well, I mean, destroy, beat all other comedy, I mean, by destroying. Yeah, by like, destroying take else, over. Yeah. We're not. Can I say we? This is when you listen to this podcast, guys at home. Hello, guys. It wasn't a homunculus actually. It was a golem. I was thinking. It was a golem type character. We are. We 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 actually like everybody, and we're being very. Mm. This is jokey banter. Um, I had a. I was on the other end of um, some of your and Shane's early um, mischief, but about that sort of time, do you remember um, a sitcom? Uh, based around a hairdressers <laughs> that I was asked to go up for a part for. I think it was called, was it called Scissors or something? Or something called Scissors, chop, yeah. Chopping or something. And I was very excited. I actually um, hadn't had a lot of work at the time. I uh, was in a fallow period. And I got this thing through, um, oddly not through, I don't think I had an agent for a couple of months there. And I actually... Thought I really want this part. It's a good part in a sitcom about hairdressers. It was rubbish. The script sample was terrible. Yeah. I think now I know purposefully terrible. And um, I went out to go to London because we lived in Essex then. To I lived in Essex to go to this casting, and I used to lazily get a cab to show off from my house to the station, which was too close. (laughs) And that cab took me to my old school, where I was met by Reese. It went by Reese. And Shane and a camera crew, and you'd um, you stitch me right up. It was like, like an old Edmund. It was like an old Edmund stitch up. But what was, was one... that called? That show, the Big Kids Show, or it was, was that called, another one? I can't remember what it was called. But that bit it was, was called Bully show. for You. Bully for You. It was a good idea. That little but, um, bit was going to be it was yeah. a strand, and but you uh, no, but we got we I've got the footage of the hidden camera. The, the cab driver was on it. Yeah, it was I was fucking cab. terrified. No, because he wasn't going the way you wanted to go. Well, I wanted to go, yeah, mate. We pull Wickford over, station. And he took me to Beauchamp School, and that's in the completely no, no, no. But he went. Was, no, he went a very long way round. He didn't. He even went. Go... Well, there was a road. This was the other thing. So he started going the bit the wrong way. And I thought, oh, he might just be going a different route. I'm not going to pay extra for this. And then he started going up this big long road that basically goes to a road where people used to be shot. It's yeah. where the Rettendon Range Rover murders happened. Yeah, that's true. And I asked him what he was doing, and he was really vague, and he was a bit dim, that man, in a scary <laughs> way. <And> big, <laughs> he was a big man with a quiff and smelt. And I phoned the police um, halfway through that journey. Did uh, you? On my mobile phone, yeah. I phoned the police. And he went, no, no, no. And he came up with a good enough excuse for me to hang up on the police. And then they called me back, and I went, no, it's fine. But I was really freaked out, and he was driving me all the way up into the countryside back round to the, our old school and it was at that point I realised it was a stitch up and now here he is in a film with bleeding Daniel Craig well yeah, yeah I, am. I saw that for the first time the other day <laughs> yes what did you think I thought it was fantastic oh good I'm glad yeah, you liked it I, I really, a good film it's a really good film and I like Daniel Craig I like him in it a lot mm. Uh, uh, it was a lovely bit, man. It was a bit saucy, wasn't it? At times, yeah, saucy. You could call it saucy. You could call it rapey. <laughs> that that scene with that, but you know, he, but the guy with the gut, you know, does all the bad stuff to her. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. He, I think he. Um, Who is he? Uh, I don't know. I, I I didn't meet him. Um, but he, I think, had to have a little bit of a break after he did that scene. I think it really got to him. It was like 
so horrible, wasn't it? I think it? he went off and raped a load of women. Probably did that, yeah. <laughs> you know, when they say the part gets you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, I, 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 I put on my blog, I don't know if you saw, I put on my blog the other day a script I sent you, almost in retaliation, this was a bit later, to you and Shane. Oh, that, back to the other one. me up. Um, from, do you remember getting uh, emails from a bloke, I can't remember what his, I, the name I came up with, but claiming to be from your school. Yes, I do From our school. Yeah. And sending you comedy scripts. Yeah, they were really bad. But that is on my blog at tonyway.co.uk if you want to see. But they were funny bad things, weren't they? They were purposefully bad. But I realise now I spent more time coming up with pretend bad sketches to send you than actually doing any proper work. If I'd done proper work, I could have come up with the new... No, but the thing is, is, though, I I did the same thing. Again, to Shane not long ago, I sent him loads of... I sent him under a name of I just called myself John, but spelt badly. I wrote loads of ideas. <laughs> for, like a load of A's, I, I wrote two letters saying I've got ideas for comedy programmes, and you have more fun doing that than you do like mm, working. Yeah, no, you do, and it, oddly you are working because you're still writing comedy, but it's not work because you no. know the outcome is a joke. Yeah, true. <laughs> it is weird that. Um, we should say it's been a long time since we did one of these, um, and we did do one in between, but it's been. Um, it was vetoed, like uh, helping Syria by Russia and China by Reese to never be. It was it's to be never be uh, played on the internet. And I think you've got a, you had a good point. I did say, some but bad it was things. it was within twenty minutes. You called me the next morning after we did it. I was about to upload it, oh. and if you hadn't called me at that point, if you'd left it an hour. It would have been too late and it would have been online. I said some bad things, guys. I can't remember what you said, but let's not go into it. It's, no. There's a reason why it's been stricken. But maybe when we're both retired, we'll put it out. Maybe when a certain person's out of their job, then it could... Yeah, but which could happen to both of us. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. Well, let's not go into that. Um, but yeah, and we'll probably listen to it back and go, we don't know what all the fuss was about. Oh, nothing. 30 years time, was I mean. Did you watch the flame come past your house? I did, well, it, it, just at the end of our road. Yeah. It, it was um, brief, quick. It was running with Dizzy Rascals. No, I didn't see. It was so quick. And I tried to get a photo and then an old man nudged my elbow. So I've got a picture of the arse of one of the security runners. And it was fine. It was good fun. I felt I felt slightly emotional when it came by. I don't mm. like sport. I don't, get, I don't care about it. I felt genuinely emotional watching the live 10 minutes. Oh, I've Ooh. gone into complete darkness. <laughs> Welcome. The, uh, the Mini has... Uh, we're, film, we're recording this in the Mini, by the way. Yeah. Again, it seemed... Uh, we do our best podcast in this mini. Um, yeah, it's gone dark. Carry on. Oh, I'll carry on. What was I saying? Oh, Billy Mitchell carrying it in the last I didn't 10 see minute that. segment. What was it like? Genuinely moving. I, I felt, I've always felt for Victor. What, because he was running or because it was... Well, it was live. Suddenly cut to live. And it was just a, it was a real part of the relay. So you could tell, see him going in and out of character quite a bit. As did, he he do, did he do genuinely excited. And he took the... Because um, the famous people only carry it for about 300 yards. I think Michael Owen the other day carried it through Battersea Dogs Home. Is that, that it? That was it, yeah. He actually so went to the dogs short. home? Just ran through the dogs home. What, and then indoors? Through the cows? Uh, no, in the outside bit, the, the courtyardy bit. Um, so Billy Mitchell did that around uh, the square, around Albert Square. It was genuinely good, I thought. It's the best East Enders has been through. But they, it wasn't the real flame, was it? Yeah, it was the real flame. It was live. It was, it was part of the oh, genuine Oh, the actual flame relay. came to it? Yeah, they went like to Elstree, a... did it, and so, it was part of the relay. So they went all the way out of their way to Elstree... Which but is they've not been doing the... that a lot. They've been doing that a lot. No, but, anyway. no, to me, this is my problem with this fucking thing. This flame. It was shit. nine o'clock at night as well. So the, the two things, right? Here's the one thing. 
it, it is the same flame, right? It's passed on. But is it the same so, flame? Well, come on. Out. It must have got out a few times. Does it, what happens overnight? The actual flame is kept separately from that flame anyway. How do you keep a flame separate from In a little flame? thing, a little lamp thing. <clears throat> so, it, strictly speaking, it's not the same flame, is it? But, you know. What is the same flame? Symbolically the same flame. I always think about a bit in Superman 3 when he blows it out. The, uh, the... Um, shows how bad he is. What's that called? The, uh... Oh. It's when they light the actual bits. Yeah, it's for, uh... It's for dead war people, isn't it? It's a memorial. Oh, well, And the, um, Everlasting Flame, is that what they call it? It's got a No, it's right? the flame he likes. He likes... In, oh, is it the... T oh, sorry. Yeah. No, in a bit in, in, in Superman... I'm thinking of a Simpsons joke. I confused it. In, Sim in Superman 3, he lights... Yeah, the guy's yeah, about yeah. to light the t thing, and yeah. it's clearly not an Olympic stadium with cuts or something, you know, else. Yeah. And he lights it up and then... I mean, are you? have you got Olympic fever? Mm. Well, well, you can't ignore it where we live. We live in Hackney, so we're a host... Um, we're a host borough. But I don't know what is hosted in Hackney, actually. I don't think there is anything happening in Hackney. There other is. than a bit of the park maybe crosses over the boundary... But it's most it's all in Stratford or then elsewhere, isn't it? But you know, it's a beautiful view when you get on the train. Oh, it's lovely. If you go up the canal, you come to oh, the end of the you'll canal. Oh, you see a beautiful view of the twisty building. The, uh, the beautiful. But what you also see, what you also see is a load of shit around it. Fucking yeah. like well, have gravel you seen parks the and BBC's studio for the event. Because they, for some reason, have to have a studio that's got a view of the arena. That's do the thing they? they always have to do. Right. Don't know why they don't need to. They could do it, where it from is anywhere. It? Um, it's on the park and the view from it is brilliant it's a view of the stadium there and the hockey pitch there and the aquatic centre there but it's one of those new um, container buildings where they're made of old ships containers Yeah. so it's just going to be like a lot of the Olympic stuff going to be ripped down the minute it's finished and... it's so sad all the money that goes into <laughs> it but the, I, I think that uh, yeah I mean for me what I'm looking forward to is Olympics two weeks or four weeks I think it's four weeks it wants to be. You can't do it over two weeks, can you? No. But we clearly have got Olympic fever. We've spoken about nothing else. We love the Olympics. What I like about it is I, I like seeing all the streets lined with people going, wee. Yeah, it's nice. And I think everyone feels nice to be British. I hope we bring home some medals. I love. I like that cyclist we'll guy who won the Tour de France. Uh, I win. like him. He's a bit of a mod. I like his moddiness. I don't like mod haircuts. I like his side I, told you before. I hate mod haircuts. Ah, they're good. I like them. Love no, mod they're haircuts. silly. They're out of date and they're... <laughs> Well, they're not out of date. They're always cool. They're never cool. Always they never cool. have been cool. They they're always cool. interesting and cool. They look like you look like like a bat, like a like a spock who has another haircut. <laughs> That's the point. It's supposed is it to be challenging. On, is, it, is it based on Spock's hair? It was around before Spock. Was it really? Yeah, it? early sixties. Well, Long before Spock. Spock was sixty-four. Yeah, this that haircut's been around before Spock. No, but Spock hasn't got a mod haircut. He has. He hasn't got a mod haircut. I'm I said Spock. he's got a sort of Beatles haircut. No, I said that Spock has got. A, well, he, where's he from? Spock. Where's he from? Spockland. He, uh, he's from uh, Vulcan. Vol he's from Orc. Like him, right? Spocko, <laughs> Mr. Spock. Where's he from? Vulcan. Yeah. Is he Vulcan? I think he's Vulcan. Yeah. I, I'm not a big. He's a Vulcan. No, I'm not either. But um, he, if his hair went a bit long, it would be mod. Yeah. Oh, but there's nothing wrong with that. He's good. Who's Spock? Yeah, nothing wrong with Spock. What, um, yeah. what have you been up to? It's been gloriously sunny today, so what have you been up to in this lovely, lovely sun, sunny day? Today I've been writing. Indoors, Indoors? Or did you go out a bit? I went out a bit, I've been writing. I went to London, I went to uh, the nice Victoria Park on a pedalo. Victoria Park is unbelievable. Beautiful I went there now. the other day. I saw two herons That's in a tree. That's the Olympics, that's a good thing. That two 
two herons in yeah, a that's tree. That's rare because normally they don't, unless we're in a mating pair. They might probably because were. Because you stop um, herons from eating your goldfish in a garden by putting another heron, a statue of a heron there. Oh, right. And they won't go there. That's their area. They're quite territorial. Oh. So it must have been a mating pair. You saw a mating pair I of saw herons. a mating pair of herons. That's all I know about birds. I heard them in the, I saw I saw them in a tree. Do you, do you know they're six foot tall? Yeah, they're... they're well, no, this was about 12 foot tall. Yeah, like bigger than Big Bird. Bigger than Big Bird. You know that my daughter's obsessed with Follow That Bird, that film? Oh, the, the, his, his main movie. Ah! I genuinely ah! thought there was so someone like, coming up behind us there. there. <laughs> that was terrifying. Um, uh, yeah, well, it's been a lovely day. I went out and got a sandwich and sat in the park. I've been yeah. having mini picnics in the sunshine. Mm. Just little Tesco sandwiches, sat on a bench with some tramps. I won't buy any food from Tesco's. Well, I try not to, but it's so close to our house that I kind of have to. Because no. we've got the best corner shop in the world down there. Have we? But you can't get a sandwich. They don't in sell there. beetroot juice. No, they, they do. I've asked them. Sometimes they do. They've got a good organic selection, which is impressive. But d- I'm d- just now, we're, we're in our local shop, guys, right? And Tony went, don't look oh, now. Yeah. Don't look now. And I said, what? He went, it's Will Young. It's Will Young. He, he was so excited about Will Young. Oh, you've been watching Superstar. Uh, no, I saw about ten minutes of it. I'm not impressed. Lucy's obsessed with it. For once, um, ITV have done that sort of show worse than BBC. Normally they do. Why um, is it worse? No, here's why it's normally worse. Normally the BBC fail and do a really half-assed job. Do you remember like Fame Academy, everyone? Exactly, and all of those shows. But it seems that if it's camp and if it's West Endy. And a bit silly, let's be honest, they're a bit silly though. But hang on. They're Listen, much better at it, the BBC. Jason Donovan, right? Mm. I mean, come on. Yeah, I have, I, as I, I mean, said, I mean, I mean why, no, but, but the point is, like, you go like, so who do we get our judges? Okay, fine, Angelo Weber is a very successful But Jason man. Donovan surely over Dawn French, who I saw on it the other day. But Dawn French, <laughs> at least he's talented. Me. No, but come but on. Jason Donovan has played the part. Oh, no, he's he not played, played Joseph. Joe, that's why it's wrong. Right, I would understand I see, if he played yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I get your part. Well, he should have got on there. It's fucking Paul Nicholas. Yeah. But he's not, he's no, he, he played, I think he played him once. And I, I listen, I, ages ago, I remember thinking, like, for a joke, like, it would be quite funny. I wrote a script, I, 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 I think I've told this story before. Say it anyway. But I wrote a script where there was, when they were doing that first something about Maria thing, and I put in a script how someone's looking for Jesus, because that's one thing they won't do, search for Jesus, yeah. because it would be wrong. Yeah. Oh, can I say, this fucking term, morally morally wrong, all the, every five seconds, morally wrong, mm. morally wrong, cashing in, morally wrong. You say that to half the people who work cashing in, you, I mean, you know I what? think the term morally wrong is being completely devalued by its absolute, its constant use. Things that are morally wrong are now just going to be... Like, say I went out, not me, let's make it someone else, because I'm going to say something horrible. Someone went out and murdered a child. That is morally wrong. Yeah. To start saying morally wrong about every little pay, thing... Paying cash in hand is morally Yeah, wrong. that's not morally yeah, wrong. Moral, it's just illegal. Okay, what's that's it, all. Is mor- okay, is it morally wrong? Morally And I think wrong. a lot of laws are... Not morally wrong, but they're just. Is laws. it morally wrong to sit to tread on a snail, and knowing it's there and you've trodden it? Yeah. You go, yeah, I fuck it. it is, it's a snail. It is, yeah, it is. That's one. Is it one. morally wrong? <laughs> is it morally wrong to masturbate? No, of course not. Well, it is if you're a Catholic. But is it mar- Is it morally wrong to masturbate over, say, Jenny Agatha in Walkabout when you know she's fifteen? She wasn't fifteen. She was an adult in that. No, she wasn't. Please, she was. I'm telling you, she wasn't. <laughs> is it morally um, wrong? Is it morally wrong? Yes, it probably that is probably morally wrong. But I don't think you should just. Uh, is it even? Is it hey, about the term? Is it morally, morally wrong, wrong to laugh at someone like an old Bernard Manning joke? 
that well, even though you know it's joke wrong, it is. some of his jokes are fine. But if it's a racist joke by Murder Manning, I, is it morally wrong to laugh this at is it? A, this is a good question. So when was it? When is this joke recorded? Or when did you see the performance? 1975. Because, well, there, there you go. That's that's um. I think that it would always be morally wrong if it's a racist joke. Yes, I know that. Right. Okay. Fine. No, that's true. Right. So therefore, but that's only by standards. That's only by the uh, standards of the the people and the time that you live in. Is it morally wrong? Because to... people at the time wouldn't have considered it morally long, wrong whatsoever. But people that were a bit cleverer and open-minded would have found it uncomfortable, I think. Is it mor- but morally wrong is a very, very strong thing to say. And it devalues it, I think, slightly when you, it's banded. Paying cash in hand. Like, for, like you know, you might pay a babysitter mm. for cash in hand. Is that morally wrong? Yeah, and the thing is, it's all sort of pointless because... Uh, people, it, it, the big thing he said was cleaners. Builders is slightly different, but cleaners. There's no way they earn enough money a week to pay tax fucking anyway. Up. These cunts. They right? earn way Don't under. tell me that cunt, right? Who said this? This fucking politician man, mm. whose name I can't remember. Michael Adwicks. Let's call him that for now, because if I yeah. say his right name, is wrong. <laughs> Don't tell me he hasn't got a cleaner. He doesn't pay fucking cash in hand. Well, I think he's. I probably. I hope he's slightly clever enough to not have one at the moment. Otherwise, and say that, otherwise it's the most well, idiotic I, thing Let's, let's find out if ever uh, David Cameron has had a cleaner that he's paid cash in hand in his entire oh. history of life. I don't think David Cameron's ever personally played a, paid a cleaner in his life. I think he is... He does it himself. Too posh and rich. He does it himself. He does the cleaning, gets the machine out. He says that, that's part of his fucking chillaxing, isn't it? He says, clean Britain, clean house, clean mind, cleaning Cameron. Should we go to our questions? Oh, yeah. Sorry. How long have we been going for? Uh, I don't know. Let's have a look. See how long we've been going for. Hope you're enjoying this, people at home. It's been a while. 25 minutes. 25 minutes. Not long at all. That's, yeah. That's I bring right. up some questions. Um, I'm drinking Red Stripe tonight. The Taste of the Caribbean. It's the only beer to drink on a lovely hot day like today. Um, me? I'm drinking John Smith's, which is not doesn't really work, but it's all right. You um, drink what your dad drinks, and I drink what my dad drinks. My dad turned 70 the other day. Congratulations, Mr. Thomas. We bought him a bike. Oh, here's a story. A lot of people say Mr. Thomas and things like that about people's parents as an affectation. But with your dad, it's true because I know him first as Mr. Thomas the teacher. As a teacher. At our school. Here's a little story for you. This is, here's a story, everyone. This is a... This is, can we just talk to you a minute? We'll come back to the questions in a second. Let me just tell you this story. Yeah. Forgive me if I've told you this before. I will not forgive you. Um, so, my brother Dean, mm-hmm. he's now 45. Mm-hmm. When he was big tw- gap, big gap. Yeah, I was 12. No, he was 12 and I was 1 when I was born. Yeah, you could just say your age I was born at now. zero. No, I was, I'm 33 and he was, he's 45. Yeah. So anyway, when he, on his, just after he got married, he had a, a, a letter through from his... Because uh, he, he's, 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 re, he's, he's first... My mum was married before she met my dad. Uh-huh. And his real father... He had no contact with from the age of well, from the age of one. Never saw him ever, ever, right. ever, 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 ever. So my dad brought him up. Your dad is his dad. My dad is his dad, and we I never knew any different until I was twenty. I was twelve. I was twelve, and it was their wedding, and my brother was getting married to his wife, and uh, a letter came through, saying telling my brother that he had this that his father who he hadn't seen for years, had uh, had Huntington's disease. Oh Christ! Yes. Which is a disease which. Um, it's like Parkinson's it's genetic, isn't it's it? genetic, and basically you become your brain doesn't work, mm. and you and 
you can't control your body anymore, and you and you have a very slow, very painful, very horrible death. Mm. So but it can last decades, can't it? It can last decades, but it happen, It comes. It comes about from the age of forty onwards. Right. It's when it starts to happen, and uh, at the time, no one knew a lot about it. All they knew is there's no cure, and there's a fifty-fifty chance that you could get it because there's a, the the, um, the the it all comes from the 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 the, 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 the carrier has two cells, and it depends which cells. There's two cells. Mm. One's one's big, one's small. If you get the if you get the, the big one, the the, the ma- malfunctioned gene, you get the disease. Right. So it's a fifty fifty chance. And my brother um, was told only just before he got married that, that he he could have this. Well, that his dad had it. His dad had it, and, yeah. he, and it was possible that he and he, his dad had caught it, had it, not caught it, and had it, and he was suffering from it. So, twenty five years, my brother's had this on him and my mum and all our family thinking the worry the worry that this could happen and he's, he got to 45 and we're like oh Christ you know it's coming up now and then the other day he had a test in secret didn't tell anyone right and he's fine oh good oh congratulations so, Dean but at the same time I like to say it's very important mm. just because that happens and you go oh wow what a relief you still realise all the people suffering from it and what, how Absolutely. lucky we are yeah and so I'm slightly celebrating tonight for my brother <coughs> and for the people who might have had good news. Cheers. Cheers. It's um, a terrible thing, that, because I remember Huntingdon's being a big thing for a while, years ago. And these, how these um, diseases and illnesses suddenly become flavour of the month. And um, suddenly there's loads of money pumped into it, but then it's forgotten about. I mean, I can't remember the last time someone even mentioned Huntingdon's disease. No. In the media, you know, all it was of always in my mum was was a Daily Mail buyer, and she always there's always a story, and they like stories like that about mm. bad things happening mm. to people. And yeah, um, I love it. so every time she bought the paper, it was I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy that paper right, anymore. Right. So she turned to Daily Express. Perfect. What a good choice. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like the it's like um the Daily Mail, but concentrated. Different. It's like Robinson's concentrated version of Daily Mail. Exactly. <laughs> so ten percent more Diana. But my point is, well, now they've got Kate Middleton, so they're all right. Oh, they love her. But my point well, they're is, to hate is her. they are starting to hate her. She's ridiculous. She's beautiful, though. She's she? gorgeous. She's got beautiful hair. You know, she spends four hours having her hair done before she has to shake anyone's hand. But is that true? Yeah. I hair. don't think she is. Posh, get that posh hair. girls don't bother with That hair is beautiful. <laughs> I know, my other brother's a hairdresser. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, so let's go to the questions. Okay, right? let's go to the questions. I just have to ring them up again. One second. That's my personal news, and... Uh, that's why I might be happy That's tonight. really good. That's why you might be happy tonight. That sounds really sad and depressing. But like, I feel sorry for the people who haven't had good news, so... Okay. First question I've got is from... Oh, I think he's asked a question before. Blue Crayon 77. Hello, Blue Crayon. Um, Will you be recording? Oh, no, no, sorry, that's just something yes, else. Yes, we are sorry, recording. Sorry. Yeah, we are. Okay. Uh, Mr. DV. We'll come back to Blue Crayon has asked a question. We'll get to him in a minute. Mr. DV, um, what do you hate most about the summer, and is it ever, capitals, ever acceptable to wear sunglasses indoors, apart from Jack Nicholson? Okay, what, what, worst thing about the summer... Well, let's, true, it is the heat. The heat, when it's too hot, I mean, sleeping in the hot, hot summer. You know what, the, actually, if he's saying summer, the worst thing about this summer is there hasn't been the summer. No. Until this week, basically. It does make you happier, doesn't it? Oh, I've been, I mean, I think... There's something about it, doesn't if you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders, you know, if there's been times where there's money troubles or you're worried about work or something like that, the sun comes out and you just go for a walk, I find anyway. It is you don't even think about it. Stick my headphones on, listen to some music yeah. or a podcast, 
and I don't even think about it. No, think else. of all the people in Africa dying of HIV. They feel the same. That, yeah, they should just listen to a podcast and walk around the park. And walk around the park. <laughs> Seriously, that, that that was my kind of like a that my that my point there is we're very lucky people. We are, we are, and we can't complain. Is this going to be a theme for the rest of the podcast? Because it might be a bit depressing. No, every, it won't be a theme. Every question we answer, my worst be answered with the caveat of but you know there are people dying in the world. I can't really do about. I can't do much about all of them. I can just raise awareness. The worst thing is uh, is the is the, the amount of sport. On telly over Chris. Over oh man, there is a lot of sport this summer. Wimbledon. We've had the football, the Wimbledon. Now there is a solid. Do you know that for the first time ever, BBC can show you everything that happens really? on 24 digital available channels on Lion and Red Button. All everything is available to be watched. I just Lion. hope they keep their license fee. Oh my god. There's a lot, isn't it? 24 of them. Uh, and so that, what's your worst thing tele- about the summer? Uh, yeah, the television and. and um, no, my and yeah, that hot, sticky part of the day. Mm. No, I ants. Uh, I, you know what? Ants and flies. I haven't been affected majorly by ants since I moved to London. Oh, I got ants over there you? now. You've got to get hardened. Oh, you? oh! <laughs> I've got ants all over the fucking shop. Um, and the sunglasses part of the question. Oh, um, is it ever acceptable to wear sunglasses indoors? Yes, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. That doesn't bother me. I it's not. I, I, as long as it's not being worn with attitude. Or on purpose. I think sometimes it's funny if someone has accidentally left sunglasses on all day because they're a bit drunk, maybe, from the sunshine. What about... I, I think... It's, I, remember those... You never see the flip-ups anymore, do you? No, not very often. Grandads. Dri- driving grandads would yeah. wear glasses with flip-ups. Thank you, Mr. DV. Now we're going on to Blue Crayon 77's actual question. Um, do you like Shane Meadows' TV and film work? I do. I run his website. Thanks, Dave. Well, we're slightly showing off Blue Crayon. <laughs> but, um, yes, I do. I love Shane Meadows' TV and film work. I think it's some of the best homegrown British film ever. Do you know what I remember? In recent memory, anyway. The, the be- oh, well, Room for Romeo Brass is one of the best films yeah, ever Yeah, I, I would think, I think he's, I think for he's me, he's two, my two favourites. He's Room for Romeo Brass and... Dead Man's Shoes. Dead Man's Shoes, yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, and I love This Is England as well. Though. I do. I also, but This Is England has now sort of become a different thing. Yeah, the TV but it's show still good. Stuff. It's still brilliant. I mean, it's... Talking of depressing, the TV show is depressing. And it rem- but what I really love about it is it reminds me of how depressing it was on Channel 4 in the early 80s. <laughs> with things like um, Boys from the Black stuff. and That was that was on Channel 4. Was it not Channel 4? Well, just telly in general then. That was actually BBC. It was BBC. But and, it doesn't matter. Just, and, and all of the sort of Jimmy McGovern and the fucking... All of those sorts of things. Lots yeah. of IRA-based stuff in the 80s. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm glad that the that, that it's peaceful now, but I, we made some good telly, didn't it? It did make some good telly. Yeah. Do you know that it was... Uh, the, yeah, and uh, I I like... I even like Once Upon a Time in the Midlands, which a lot of people didn't I like, like. Yeah, I thought it was different. I think I probably saw that first. But I think they... Because it was big. Here's the thing, what they should have had is not Robert Carlyle in it, but uh, Paddy Considine. Yeah, I think that was probably it. the original plan wasn't it mm. I think often you'll see a character they would have gone let's get someone a bit more <coughs> famous but now well, I think you'll him. see characters in all of Shane Meadows films that you think I think maybe he wrote that for Paddy Constein and actually I couldn't get him because he's so no, big, now. big now I didn't There's see a huge party going up at the end of your room lots of laughing I didn't see uh, they're not listening to listen are they no they're listening they to something funny <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't I, I even liked I liked uh, the, the you know the one about the Trains as well. I really love that. I, I saw like that, that one again recently. 
Um, what's so it yeah, called? We, uh, Somerset. Somerset. So the answer to that is, yeah, we love Shane Miller. Of course we do. Yes, please. And give us a part. We'd both love to be in his films. Yeah. Um, Thick and Bob are huge fans, and vice versa, I believe, uh, of Shane Meadows. Yes, they are, yeah. Uh, they were in Once Upon a Time in the Midlands, actually, just as clowns. Yeah, playing two clowns, yeah, having a fight. Thank you, Blue Crayon. Bye! Okay. Oh, no, this is just all uh, retweets. Okay. Mersey Mal. Oh, I like Mersey Mal. He's helped me with so many technical questions over the years. Good. Um, he's good if you're into games. He always gives you the heads up on games. No, I'm not a big game. I'm a bit. I, I love a game. Um, two. This is more for you, I would say. Mersey Mouse says, "Does Reese Thomas think that Freddie Mercury looked good in shorts?" I'm a, I tweeted today uh, <laughs> uh, on the train. No man has ever looked good in a pair of shorts. Right. And I think that's the truth. We're both wearing shorts at the moment. I know, and I said that me included. <laughs> I would say we're wearing short trousers. As opposed to shorts. So what's the difference? Shorts, I think, are more sporty and have an, a lining in the inside. A netting to carry your balls. A ball net. Yeah, a ball now, hammock. Here's a question. Well, do you, you know the ball hammock, right? Yeah. Do you wear pants with the ball hammock as well? I do, because they swing about too much. Pants with pants with a ball hammock? If I go for a jog, I don't just have the ball hammock. Well, I, need to have pa- well, I need to be I don't firmed really in. Get involved in right. jogging. Well, well, I, the only thing I wear that has a hammock is um, swimming trunks. Yes. I always go for the short version, short-looking version. Have you ever have you ever made sex with a lady wearing shorts? <coughs> I don't know. I have to think about that. I don't think so. No, I, I certainly not with the netting. When I was about fourteen, a girl came back to my house called Sarah Cornet, and uh, her uh, it's a real name, and she came to see me playing Danny Zuko in Greece. No, I wasn't. Even, no, I wasn't Danny Zuko. I was, I was Knicky. Can, oh, the cooler. You know, the cooler, cooler guy. guy. And in the original play, he sings Grease Bad, Lightning. So terrible, terrible acne scars on the, yeah, in the, the film, film version. The poor sod, Jeff Conway, died last year. Did he? Yeah, oh. Jeff Conway kicked these buckets. Anyway, he's now Grease Lightning in the sky. Um, anyway, so I had a girl around my house when I was 14, and I had yeah. a pair of these shorts on, and she came over, and she liked me because she'd seen me in Greece, and she actually probably thought I was a bit like Kanicki. Yeah. But then she heard so me with my, not like So Kanicki. not like Kanicki. <laughs> She came round, I made her watch Silence of the Lambs with a pair of shorts on. <laughs> and then my dad came in and went, Hello, Reese, I'm back. And I went, Oh, here we go. I said, I thought you weren't coming back till seven o'clock. He went, No, I'm not doing it tonight. I've not, uh, classes ended early. And then so um, me and Sarah Cornett sat in my bedroom and I kissed her and she had to then go. Uh, and while that was happening, I'd, I'll never forget the man from Science of the Lambs was tucking his balls behind his legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that bit I'm talking you about? Want, wanna, and she probably you thought... Wanna, I'd a... fuck me. You want to fuck me? <laughs> fuck Put the duck in the basket. <laughs> Put the fucking duck in the basket. She rubs the lotion on her skin. Oh! Yes, the uh, that is it. <laughs> you know that bit I'm so talking about? So you didn't kiss another woman for 15 years because of that. Because image. of that. No, I don't, no, So I never wore any shorts and I never did anything. So for me... But in terms of Freddie Mercury in shorts, yes, he genuinely looks good in shorts. He had the physique for it. He had, look, he had a lovely. And also, you know what he had? He had a devil maker attitude that <laughs> meant, you know, that he didn't care. No, there are bits when you see him with these very tight leather pants at the end yeah. of like some shows, and he's really he's got his legs are very he's got no fat on him. And he got if I was a gay man and I saw Freddie Mercury's physique, yeah, with those shorts on, yeah, you'd be. You know, yeah. Well, that's why he did it. Yeah, kept yourself true. I'd, I'd go for it. You know, on a hot pants on Freddie Mercury, or like a hot, or hot pants on like you know Sienna Miller or someone. I don't know, whatever woman. A, a, a boyish, muscular what? woman. No, no, I'm saying if you fancied men, 
Yeah, no, I know. He, but he him also, in those trousers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So his physique is something that a lot of women go for these days. They do these days. You know, on themselves. They well, try to make themselves... They try to make themselves like Freddie Mercury. Next one. Thanks, Mersey Mal. This is from Bark Pamphlet, a superior pamphlet. And I own a few of these his pamphlets. These are all sort of friends that I normally tweet. Who is Bark Pamphlet? I don't know who he actually is, but um, he does a comedy pamphlet. I'll give you some. I'm sure I've, I've shown you them. He says, anyway... Ever had an almond growth, seepage, or bulge that would feature on embarrassing bodies? Thanks, Bark Pamphlet. You go first. Uh, yes, I have. Go on, then. I had, um, when I was about 14, on the back of my head. You know sometimes you get a, you'll get a little tiny spot in your hair, like, mm. in your hair, and you might scratch and go, oh, that hurt, you know. Mm. When I did that, I scratched it and went, oh, fuck, that hurt. Oh, I know. I was talking to my dad at the time. It was in, in, it was, you know, I was at home with my dad. And then a bit later, I was sort of sat in the the sofa in the lounge watching telly, went to um, go make a cup of tea. And my dad went, oh, there's blood on the uh, the sofa. And I cut it. I thought, oh, fucking boil. No, it was just a spot. It was just a spot. And he said, oh, you said you scratched your head and it hurt. Um, And I didn't think anything else of it. And about a week later, it was still there, but it got a bit bigger. And it got a bit bigger and bigger. And after a few weeks, it had become this huge kind of weird red, was that leathery film? kind What's of... that film with the, uh, um, the with an eye Elephant Man? No. <laughs> What's his name? The with an eye Man. Uh, about the, the boy that talks to him. Oh, uh, How to Get Ahead in Advertising. Yes, yeah, that. Well, this like was that. on the back of my head, above the neck. Um, they got bigger and bigger. So I went to the doctors about... I went to the doctors because I fell over. Maybe I was older than 40. Maybe I was actually 19. Anyway, <laughs> I fell over and hurt my back and went to the doctor. I fell over drunk, so I must have been much older. On an icy puddle, hurt my back. Went to the doctor and said, <laughs> I think, I'm, I'm sure I'm fine, but my back icy really hurts because yeah. I landed an icy puddle on a curb. And he said, you're fine. It's okay, you've bruised yourself. And I went, While I'm here, which you're not supposed to do, you're only supposed to go in. Oh, yeah, exactly. Have a look at what my... the fuck is this on the back of my head? Because it's getting bigger and bigger. And he said, it was a sh- he said he was um, Zimbabwean. And he went, there's a strawberry. And, I, he, and all I ever got what? from him was, it was called a strawberry. You've got a, a <laughs> strawberry. You need to get it removed. Do the voice again. Just, it Do... wasn't, this is how he spoke. He said, it was a strawberry. <laughs> And so I said, fine, okay. He said, you need to go to surgery. Oh. But, you know, only like uh, GP surgery to get it removed. I'll book you an appointment. He forgot to do it. So for a month later, Carry on. I had this it. massive thing. He looked like a big hanging mole. But um, Reese is having a wee in his front garden. Hang on, I'm missing it. It <laughs> looked like a big hanging mole on the back of my head. And it was like a big, it was like a big massive strawberry. And I called again and they'd forgotten to book me an appointment. What happened? So in the end, they finally got me an appointment, and they did. They took me into um, the Frew Medical Centre, which is on the Wick in Wickford, and I went in there into a back room that had a little surgery bit. I laid on my front, and they played um, they played some uh, classical music that I'd for, I, I can't remember which bit it was, and then a guy sliced it off the back of my head and put a stitch in it, and it's now, I've never had one since. But how weird's that? Was it Zimbabwean music? No, it was uh, it was a different doctor. It was a different guy. And it was, I don't know, Wagner or something. It was something, yeah, something a bit militarily sounding. But yeah, so I had a head strawberry. That went all over my legs. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, do you ever have a head strawberry? No, but here's what I had. Two... Okay, so, just going back, do you remember those stories about like people having like a spot and they scratch it and spiders come out? 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. they lay eggs in their heads. Yes, is, that, yes. is that an urban myth or is that true? No, it's sort of true. I've seen a, a terrible uh, internet video, look it up, with um, someone removing a bot fly larvae yeah. from their arm and it is fucking... It's huge. <laughs> and this big sort of wormy maggot kind of chrysalis is pulled out of his arm and it's from a bot fly bite and it is Fucking bot flies are cunts. No, they oh, are. Oh, it's so... And the mucus and the pus. are. Oh, it's the worst thing I've ever seen on the television. What channel was that on? That was on the internet. <laughs> it was fucking... Just Google bot fly larvae removal. Okay. If you want to be sick, because it is horrible. Oh. Anyway. I, I, <laughs> did this happen to you? No, I, I tell you, here's what I had. First of all, I had a... When I was about 14, 15... I was uh, I had a bit. My best friend was called John Stevenson, right? Mm-hmm. And he was a footballer, and he was like really cool. He's like the coolest kid in the school. You know that. You know him, don't yeah. you? He's had he's had a kid now. John. He was like yeah. he was a really cool guy. That like I can't believe he was my friend. I like Doctor Who and Queen, and he like just to a side note to that talking about because I went, went to the same school. I, do you think we were unique in most of the coolest boys in our year at school were ginger? They were. I think it was quite. We were quite oddly inclusive. Perhaps they were just tougher, but oddly inclusive in that no, but way. That John a was lot a, of them were. Stevenson was a handsome guy. All the girls. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I. Anyway, point is, he moved to Rummel Hospital, right? Rummel Hospital is a uh, is a, uh, a mental home in Whitford, right? Mm. Quite scary. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now, but, but like the idea it's of Victorian like, looking and terrifying. It's very terrifying home, and it, and it was always quite frightening and. Uh, he lived. His mum. His mum bought a place near, near there. His mum and dad, I think. Anyway, there was yeah. There was weird loads of housing around. There's housing around it. It was always like quite but funny. Was, you so the houses over. and the building were quite um, separated from the town, though. Yes, and they were long. It was a long walk, and, and on top of a hill, it was like proper spooky. <laughs> spooky, and it, it was like you know the, the bit in Halloween where you see all the white coats. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always dark, and oh, and it was like in the middle of these woods. Anyway, so we, he had a house party. Anyway, so the point was, there was a girl there who, who, thank you, who, um, who looked, it was a spitting image of Wigfield, right? Right. Do you remember Wigfield? Yeah, I think I know. This was 1994. Sure. Wigfield was number one with Saturday Night and my ear is getting hot. Ooh. Your ear is getting hot. She was, really, <laughs> she was from Averley, right? Averley's a part in place in Essex. Now, John Stevenson fancied this girl and she played football with her friend and, and she brought all her friends to this house party, right? Mm-hmm. I was invited along. She took a liking to me. Nice. And I thought this is amazing. I this is the first. I thought this is it. This is the night, Reese Thomas, at the age of 15, 16, that you might be able to possibly see a lady's boob. See a lady's boob, <laughs> or maybe even, maybe even get into Wigfield. Right. right. Yeah. See Wigfield's wig. Yes. Point problem was about a week before, I found on my penis a tiny little. What can I describe it as? It was like a tiny boil, mm-hmm. the size of um, of a of a. It was like a pinhead size, but right. no, hang on, it's like the size of a. What would it have been? It, but anyway, it was like a like a hair, like an ingrown hair, right? Right. Okay. On my penis. Right. At the base. It was kind of midway midway through on the skin, midway right. through on the okay. skin, right? Okay. Now it started off as a small red bump, and then it turned into like a kind of a. Uh, um, like a purpley sort of like quite scary. It's one of the things you wanted to squeeze in the bath. Mm. I remember saying to my dad, "Dad, it's like a pimple." It was almost. a pimple on your penis, right? I said to my dad, I showed it to my dad, and said, "Dad, we look at this. I'm worried about it." He went, "Bathe it in salt." 
That's what I always say, isn't it? Ouch. Salt, put it in salt. Put it in salt, no good. Anyway, I went there. Wank had this with thing. Savlon. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing for Dennis at that to you? So I went to this party. Mm-hmm. And uh, she went, do you want to stay with me tonight? I went, yeah, all right. And she went, we can go in the bedroom upstairs. This is all going to happen. Mm. But I was thinking, what if she sees this fucking thing on my thing? She's going to go, what's that? You know. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, I bottled out and oh. I said, I've got to go. So I left and then we were all walking home and there was a party still going because it had to be home by 10 o'clock or whatever. And then someone said to me, you in there with that Wigfield girl, you know. What, no going, one ever found what's out. What's going on? on? <laughs> she, went, she said to me, you're staying here? And I went, yeah, yeah. And I actually, I snogged her and all that. Right? It's mm. the first time I snogged, like a good snog. No, proper. And, you know, she really did look like Wigfield. <laughs> so I, maybe it was Wigfield, but she had an How old was this girl? Was she older? Same age as me. Okay. Anyway, so I thought, what am I going to do about this? Do I go back? Do I kind of like pretend she doesn't sit? Maybe it will add extra fun to the, the pleasure, you know? Yes. So a friend of mine, I didn't tell my friend that, you know, I had this. And he said, you should fucking go back. She liked you. So I went back and then my, my friend John Stevenson said, you can't come in. Oh. You wouldn't let me back in because he was slow. By that point, oh. he was shagging her. Oh, no. Right, so I got away with it. But anyway, the point was, I did have a growth. It did go away. It hasn't come back since. And I remember, I remember, I did squeeze it in the bath, and 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 I won't go into the details of what came out, but it was like a, you know, it was it was, it was uh, nothing much. Nothing. Just a little bit of like, you know, it was a spot. But it hasn't come back since. I think that a lot of teenage boys probably went through exactly the same thing, and but they would never tell anyone, would you? When you why did I age. tell? But why do I tell people now? No, but I mean, you tell them now you as an adult, but at the time. If it had been on my actual... I think I had a similar sort of thing happen. Did you really? Yeah, but not. it wasn't in growing hair. I had like an infection or something. But you had a spot um, on it. Didn't have a spot, but it was like... Um, yeah. You, you, when you're a teenager, you, you, you have all these weird, reasty little infections. Of course you do. I remember having an infected toe from nowhere. Like, how the fuck do you That's get That's not on your cock, though, is no, it? No, but I, ha- I remember having similar things You don't things fuck with your toes, do you? Unless you're <laughs> David <laughs> Meller. No. Uh, but it's embarrassing, and it's embarrassing to tell people when you're that age. It's a difficult age, as the uh, hits that come in between us tells us. In the show. No, I today I was on a train today going to Frint to see my mum to drop my to, my daughter staying there, and it was full of these teenage boys. And I, you look at all these teenage kids of the age of like 15, 16, They've all got this. They've all got the same hair these days, right? And they all look. They all actually look ridiculous. They mm. all look like like a kid from that, that boy with the glasses in EastEnders. Uh, yes, yes, I know him. Yeah, I don't yeah. know his name. They all look like him, and they all look, and they're all socially awkward. They've got like pimples and spots and shit. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and was, I would never go back to. That. I used to go to the toilet. I used to rub my face in quinoderm, this spot cream. I used to, I used to put my head under the. I used to hate my hair being curly, so I used to put it under. I think the, you hate everything, don't you, when you're that age? Everything oh, about yourself. But I would go in there. I'd go under the hair dryer, put my head under it, and try and straighten my hair. Yeah. People yeah. Would come and go. What are you doing? Yeah, he's fucking straightening your hair. You can't. <laughs> Dave Cummins, you know. Well, and also just we used because we lived in the uh, suburbs or the countryside suburbs. Yeah, all the pubs you go to are just full of like, much older men as well. It's yeah. not like there's a young pub to go to. Yeah, it? I've got two friends. I've got David Cummings, a friend from school, mm. and David Cummings, a friend I met in adult life. Yes, but David the Cummings I was just talking about just then it was not the one from Delamitri. It was mm. our friend Dave Cummings, who was a footballer. It was very scary. You're probably listening to this now. Oh. Scariest man I ever met. Glad Dave he was my friend. Yeah. Um, but thank you very much, Bart Pamphlet. That was a question reaped dividends. That's really that opened me sense. up. Um, the Chob Goblin asks, were ricicles always so crap? 
used to love them, but they're awful. I can't. Well, they're basically sugary, sugary uh, uh, sugar uh, pup. I uh, know. Um, no, um, rice krispies. Rice krispies. Yeah, I haven't had them in years. I used to, I did used to love them as a child. They had a little um, spaceman advertising them. They did. Yeah, they did. I would have thought personally. I would have gone for let's have the space. Let's have snap crackle and prop. Snap crackle and prop. Prop. Yeah. Snap crackle and pop. Pop. Let's um, have those guys with the space helmets. Yeah. No, a brand new well, guy. Perhaps he was in. supposed to be like the the fourth member of the Snap Crackle and Pop, and he was Crackle or something. Crackle. He was. He was. Mis- he, was like, he was like. It was Crackle twenty twelve. As we all know, you had a dog. You either go to space. If it's if a brand or f- it's the film rule is, you either if you you've got a run of films, you had a dog at some point in a sequel. You had a kid, and then at some point you end up going to space. And that's the way that... So perhaps that was the... Well, he was very much like one of the Jetsons, wasn't he? He was a bit Jetson-y. Here's the thing, right? So you go like... I think Rice Krispies is probably quite an old brand, actually. Well, well, here we go. So we have Rice Krispies. Here's Snap, snap Crackle and Pop, right? These three guys. Friendly guys. Mm. They, I, the idea behind these three young kids is that they're working, probably underpaid... Yeah. Because they're children. Yeah. Working in a Rice Krispie factory. They're tiny. They're tiny, tiny kids. And these three people are in charge of a, a very big business. Yeah. A very successful cereal company. Yeah. So they go. That's how we advertise that. Now we have a we have a chocolate version. So we have a monkey do that thing. Yeah. So we have a monkey guide. Monkey monkey. Uh, what was he called? He had a name. I forget his name. Can't remember his name. He does that. My name's Coco. He's called Coco. Coco. He's called Coco. Good 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 thing. And then, it's very innocent in those days. Then you had the bicycle bloke. You know, but these yeah. days they frost. It came out of nowhere, is what we're sa- what you're saying. The rascal man. Yeah, he was not. That's you know, why they never. And rascals don't off. pertain to space at all. The, the name isn't. They, if they were called space popsicles, then you'd get it. Or um, rocket rocket fuel. Also, I say rascals. It should be called. It should be called. Like, like you know, I think you look at like now you get choco Weetabix, choco this, choco that, sugary this, sugary that. Fucking yes, blah, yes. blah blah blah. The worst thing is Lucky Charms. Mm. That's why Americans are so fat. Do we even get them in this country? We did for like a bit, and I bought right. them. And my mum said, well, "I'm not going to give this to you because you might as well eat marshmallows for breakfast." Yeah, that's yeah. It's sugary yeah. twits. Sugary twits. Next question. I think that's it. For questions. Ah, the um, the holder for the phone has collapsed. Um, I think that might be it for the questions. I've got one more. On mine. Yes, you've got more. So look, you didn't even really look at many. I think I've that might one. be it. Oh, one second. Then oh, here we go. I've got more. George in the Careless Whisperer oh, video more. then. Oh, I, don't, I can't remember that video so well. Oh, Matt O'Casey. Matt O'Casey is uh, the director of the... Of, ah, Matt O'Casey, okay, is, the, is, a, is a very good uh, director of documentaries. He directed right. the Queen documentary that I did, that I produced. Yes. And he also did... Very, did you see the thing about Quadrophenia the other yeah, way? Yeah, very, very good. Very good. I've, I actually did send you a text... Brilliant documentary Matt, about... And you never got back to me telling how good it was. About a, not my favourite album, but... See, I think it's brilliant. It's a brilliant album. It's not my era Who. I like earlier Who. I like well, Mod Who. George Michael in Careless... So not George in a Careless Whisper, then. Oh, he's talking about shorts. Men in shorts. Ah, yeah, he's talking about men in shorts. Okay. Yes, yes, true. Oh, he looks quite good in those. I mean, there's an 80s shorts. I think the shorts we all wore in the 80s were tiny compared to what is considered a short these days. I mean, your shorts you're wearing now would be considered short shorts these days. But they're not at all compared to what we wore in the 80s. No, true. Here's one. I've also got another one as well. This says, 
Does anyone remember the first ever Grundig video recorder from Arnie Schwartz Poop? <laughs> yeah, I do. You do? Was, I it, remember was the first. it the first? I remember very early. I don't think Grundig were particularly early adopters or groundbreaking in that. Um, I did own a Grundig for quite a while. It was fine. It was all right. What was your first... I got a tape stuck do in you remember, I, I remember we were one of the first families to have a, beat, to have a video recorder. We were very, very early. I lived in quite a rough estate, and I don't know where it came from, but we had a front-loading VHS. Oh, right. In 1980, and um, but a bit of it was scratched, and the front panel would come off, so you could see all the buttons. And I always, um, I always had a theory that it was found in a ram raid and had sold on some point at a market to my family. Um, and the video shop near where we used to live in Basildon, in, um, where we used to rent our videos from, we used to openly rent pirates out. They'd have black and white photocopied covers. Did they? Yeah, it was really because it was a proper company. It was a proper video shop, but they used to just fill it with pirates of horror films. Well, it's funny. In those days, I remember we had a place called John's Video Shop in Wickford, mm. right? Or Adrian's Video Shop, and and I Adrian's remember, more famously. Adrian's more famously the biggest independent retailer in the world. Yeah, still ninety four to ninety two. Yeah, whatever. still does big online uh, sales of rare records. I've in my film I'm writing now. Cherry. Yes, is a scene where I've you know that idea we had once where we said well, I mean you, you know we used to meet um, for fun. Me and Tony were say where we're going to meet. We'd meet in uh, Adrian's Records. Yeah, say, basically halfway between our homes. And we'd say, where are we going to meet? And you'd say, Eurythmics. Oh, yeah. And, we'd, and so, we'd meet at the, so we'd meet by the Eurythmics section. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally you'd throw in, uh, I'll meet you by world music. <laughs> or I'll meet you by soundtracks. So we'd always meet We'd always meet in the record shop at a certain place. It was it? a big record shop then, wasn't it? It was fucking huge. It was like, amazing. It and was it, quite um, maze-like. It was labyrinthian. In the, there were bits here and there. And there was a, this guy, this one bloke, before Blockbuster Video came on, these big chains, in Wickford, there was a place called Adrian's, and people from Wickford will know this. But like it was like it was like it almost took over the whole town. There was Adrian's videos. I think you had four shops at one four, point. There was Adrian's, one high street. Adrian's CDs, Adrian's records, Adrian's videos for rental. Yeah, yeah. Adrian's videos for for sale. Yeah, yeah. And the boy, his boyfriend ran that, and your mum used yeah. to work there. Didn't my mum worked there for a bit. Yeah. And I would go in and I buy would my say you were probably videos. one of his best customers. I used, to, used buy, to buy a lot from. I I would spend all my money. All my pocket money, all my. I used to go working with my dad, landscape gardening on the side. He would do that cash in hand, morally wrong, okay? <laughs> but he was trying to feed his fucking family, morally wrong. And so he would be paid cash in hand. And so we'd go, and, and so I'd go down, and rather than buy like clothes or, I don't know, whatever, yeah. or computer games, I bought like Doc 2 videos. Yeah. And, and just films. And films. You used to have hundreds of them. Though, I showed it? Lucy the other I said, you got to watch Leon. And I watched it, and I realised after five minutes how dated and bad it was. Yeah, I try, I rewatched it recently. I didn't rubbish. get all the way through. I wouldn't say it's rubbish, but it's not as good as I remember that being one of the best at the time. Hey, thinking, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Me too. And it's what not was the first? D- what was the first film to come out on DVD? I should know the answer to this. Um, go on. First film to come out on DVD in England, in Britain, in the, and and in America. Was it? Austin Powers. There's a clue in what we've just been talking about. Was it The about. Thing? No. We've Wild been, Bunch? No, we've just been talking about a, a certain film. Oh, it was Leon then? No, it wasn't Leon. <laughs> that was a weird toy. Uh, but think about who uh, made it. The Deep Blue. Was no, that someone it? who made it. Deep Blue? No. Um, so, getting there. 
fifth element. Yes. Ah. The, the fifth element was the first. I owned that. Yeah. Was the first uh, DVD. We and you, you, you were a, much, a very early adopter. You had laser display. I had laser display. We used to work for uh, Barry, a laser disc company called Laser Enterprises, who he sort of uh, moved into DVDs as well. By the time I was working for, yeah, early, very. So we early knew about all that early tech. He had all that stuff, and then those days, laser discs were like thirty quid. We could buy a DVD. Oh, the cheap. I mean, they used to be hundreds. Some of those. Oh, he used to, I used to work in his laser disc shop, right? And he'd go to me. At that time, you see, so it's quite, film buffs will like this story, but like you'd have, it, people come and go, I want a Clockwork Orange, right? Yeah. Now, oh, because you could get all of the American things All the American stuff. There, yeah, yeah. So you could buy it and it'd be under the counter and you'd go, and so somebody, he was always very paranoid that someone was coming from right. trading <laughs> standards. Right. And you go, he's from trading standards. And you go, all right, don't give him anything. And I go, okay, fine, they're coming. Have you got, have you got, um, so I would, so someone would come into the shop and they'll go, you go, I know, I'm after Clockwork Orange and The Exorcist, both banned at the time. Yes, they were big sellers. I big sellers, that. always, because you couldn't get them anywhere else. And so I'd go, oh, this bloke's just come in, he's asked for it. He goes, yes, yeah, fine, he's all right, he's all right. So you'd see me in the, put this thing in a black bag, hand it over to him, and then someone else would come in, they go, oh, you just sold, uh, and they'd see what I'd just done. Yeah, yeah. And they go, uh, hello, yeah, I want uh, Exorcist and uh, Clockwork Orange. And he'd go, no, no, no. <laughs> he'd come in, this guy Barry would only do a shit once a week. It was always on a Saturday, he had problems with his bum. So basically, you'd go into the, the toilet and you'd know it about. You'd know all about it. I mean, the weird thing is, as well, the hiding it from giving it to one customer, not another, is that it was quite a small club of people that owned Laserdiscs and bought from there. So they all spoke to each other anyway. Yeah, so it's not like they would know. He got done for it loads of times. They, they, they oh. took them all away from well, him. Legally, he may not have been done for it. But What was the point of this story, by the way? Uh, it was a question. I can't remember what the question was. Grundig. All Grundig. About Grundig. Oh, yeah. I've got another question. I yeah. think this might be my last one. Uh, this must be to you. So, Kevin Bishop, any interesting stories there? Kevin Bishop is really funny, and uh, I spent a lot of time with him doing star stories. And the, the problem with, with they're they're um, baiting you to have a go at someone. I'm not going to have the a go. The people out there, they love it. They love no, it when you... <laughs> not him. Not Kevin. He's lovely. Kevin Bishop, though... What, he's, that was by Tiny House Neil, by the way. Tiny House Neil... The only downside with Kevin Bishop is, and he will admit this himself, he will get his knob out. <laughs> well, yeah. But like, for no reason whatsoever. So you be... We know quite a lot of people that do that. I'm trying to think of the word. I just feel like that's quite a regular... What about that then? Yeah, there you go. There's one of them. Because <laughs> you've he done would, that in the he, past. he would get his penis out uh, and uh, and like, just for fun. Right, and you well, go, oh, there you go. Yeah, there it comes. that's that. Not I mean, it's not a shocking... The more that happens, the less shocking it becomes. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most famous cock you've ever seen? In lo- real life? In real life. I haven't really seen any cocks. I have. Whose? DLTs. What? Yes. Is it Harry Cotton Blake? It was... I saw it in... Uh, it actually was wearing sunglasses. <laughs> no, it wasn't really. I saw it being pissed out of in the toilet at the BBC... In, um, in 1996. That reminds me of something I was talking about the other day. You remember the Jerry Sadowitz show on I, on Channel 5? Yeah. Early Channel 5. Um, no one else remembers this happening. I'm sure some of the comedy fans out there who listen to this must know about it. And if you've got footage of this, please send it to me. Because there was this moment at the end. I think it might have been the end of the series of that Jerry Sadowitz show on Channel 5. Do you remember he had a bouncer next to him all the time? Yes. And he was a real bouncer. Yes, well, it wasn't right. a joke. He was genuinely there, because he would always say something offensive, Jerry Sadowitz. And he, I think he was there, you know, half as a joke, 
but half as genuinely if you get to get angry and try and attack me, he will beat you up. And he never used to really speak. And he always he was seemed like the real deal. He was a proper gangstery sort of bloke. But at the end, the very end of an episode, at the very end of a series, he went, Okay, that's the end of the Jerry Sullivan series for this series. Um, and the credit he went and I'll pass it over to whatever his name was, the bouncer. And as the end credits rolled over, there were shots of the crowd and all and Jerry Sadowitz and you know the credits would roll up. The bouncer pulled down his trousers, then pulled down his pants, just revealing his cock and balls. This was so oh. out of nowhere. And then put a pair of sunglasses on the top of his knob. And it was no. one of the funniest, most unexpected things I've ever seen but on you television. Cannot aff- you cannot not laugh at a, a penis with a pair of sunglasses, pair of sunglasses on, on it. I know. Because it looks like Gonzo. <laughs> I mean, he's like Gonzo. Now, we've hit the hour mark of just over. Why don't we give him an extra ten minutes? Why don't we... Yeah, let's just carry on, yeah? Let's not do another one. No, carry let's on. Let's carry on with this one. It's fine. Um, I, I uh, watched a Muppet film the other day. You what, sorry? Watched a Muppet film. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I was disturbed It's not, it's not by, as funny as... I don't like it when Muppets look too much like humans. No. And one of the main characters in it is a human Muppet. His brother in it. I, well, I didn't think it was as funny as the old ones, though. But I liked it still. It was funny it in a different way, a lot of it. Um, I did like the Muppet of a Man song. Which was oh, Oscar. lovely songs. Brilliant songs. That moment where the, tr- where the, the pictures come to life was, was pretty stunning. You know what I think it's really good about it? Is it's a good start for the future of Muppets. Yeah, but you had an idea when Muppet Olympics was your idea, wasn't it? We did have an idea. I might do it. Um... Yeah, late, me and yeah. Jace Bartman came up. were asked to come up with some ideas for Muppet films before this took off. Yeah, one of them was um, the Muppet Olympics, which I thought was a really good idea. And the other one was uh, Muppet Impossible, Impossible, which is a bit outdated, but Mission Impossible always comes back round. But then why did not go with my idea, which was the Muppet, the Dragon Tattoo? They did do that. What? Have you not seen it? Have they? Yeah, they did. That's my joke. <laughs> oh, that's not your joke. I was holding it uh, out. You may not know... But there is a trailer they made before the new Muppets oh. film where they cut it exactly the same way as the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trailer. And it's called The Muppet with the Dragon Tattoo. So, they did it, so it was like a, not a spoof it's brilliant. that was made. It's a spoof. It was a spoof made by the Muppet people. Oh, you And fuckers. they cut it exactly. The same music, the um, immigrant song and all of that. Oh. It was done brilliantly. It was really good. I love that version of the immigrant song. Who sings that? In the Trent film? Reznor. Trent Reznor. From uh, Nine Inch Nails Yay. and other places. Yeah, I can't it's a good version. And it's a brilliant song, isn't it? Um, sorry, I'm just like a cigarette. Now, guys, um, we are now at the one hour and two minute mark. I think we're even further. Oh, there's a bug. There's lots of bugs around this summer. Have you got any, how many beers have you drunk? I've, this is my second or third. I can't remember. You got any more left? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Or one at least. God, I've had three. Think about John Smith's. I, I don't like the fizz you see in, in lager, so I drink no, flat stuff. Fine. John Smith's just goes on. I was, and on. I was saying earlier, we drink our father's booze. Your dad was always a John Smith man, and my dad was always my, a lager. My fan. dad would always go, I can't drink lager, it makes me. I think piss it's what's about the sore piss. I think it's what's about the place when you were growing up as a teenager. There was always lager in our house. You probably always had a bitter and a bit of whiskey. My dad always had... No, he never drank beer at home. He always mm. had whiskey. Mm. Beer was at the pub. Mm. My dad has the attitude, which is my attitude, which is this. You, you don't go to the pub and drink Coca-Cola. Yeah. You go to the pub to drink booze. Yeah. And I cannot be... I'm lucky I'm not, not, not an alcoholic, right? Mm. I can't go out to the pub and not drink. It's, it's pointless. I just don't go. If I can't drink for whatever reason, or... 
So I've got to get up early. I just don't go to the park. It's like going to the cinema, but having your eyes shut and your ears blocked. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do it? Yeah. I mean, some people say you go there. Some people can do it. But I personally, yeah, I can't go to the pub and not drink. This is the idea I've had for a long time. Now, a lot of men enjoy, as you get older, guys, there were some young people listening, you enjoy going to the toilet more. You enjoy reading on the toilet, don't yes, you? Yes. More than you used to do when you were yes, younger. I think I enjoy, I've enjoyed it since quite a young age. Do you think it teases it out better? I don't understand. What, I don't what know, it's a bit of me time. Me yeah, time. Peace. Peace You've got children now, so it's like... No, but it's the best excuse. You know, even then, though, with kids, they still come in, mm. and you're wiping your ass, mm-hmm. and they come in and go, Daddy, Daddy, you go, do you mind? And they go, but they don't understand, you know. No, you wipe, you wipe their bottoms since they were born, so they don't understand. No, absolutely right. There's no um, qualms about that. But the point is this, is that, okay, I thought, but men, imagine if you had like a uh, public toilets, mm. right, with the, where the top were down. Yeah. So I'd go, Tony and Glyn, Stephen, my mates, meet you at the, uh, you know, I'd call it, I don't know, I'd call it like the shit exchange. Like social shitting. So you'd all sit around and you'd, and you'd, you'd have a chat while yeah, yeah. doing it. I'd be uncomfortable doing that. I would, personally. actually. I like, I like a locked... Do you think the idea won't take room. off? I think some people would enjoy it. There's always a market out there for everything. Some, it might just be a very small market. <laughs> it might only be you. But if I set it up and said you go to shit and chat... Mm. Shit, chat. shit and chat. Shit and chat, right. Shit and chat is what it would be called. And, you know, so you'd have a, you can have a drink and have a... Normally yeah. coffee, because coffee helps you go. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Coffee in a fag. You don't like coffee, do you? I don't mind it. It's not my drink of choice. Do you drink it a lot? No, not often. What is Occasionally. Your drink? What is your drink tea. of choice? I love a tea. Mm. Oh, I do like tea. Mm. Um, we probably should stop. It's quite long. Can't end on that, can we? Can't end on that. <laughs> one more, one more one thing. Have you heard or seen Louise Mench's new Twitter-style website she's launched? It looks like a right She's a knobbend. It's called Mention. It's got an own name in it. The fucking website is named after. Hey, the Huffington Post, right? It's mm. well, Mrs. Muff, Muff, Mrs. Huffington. It's Mrs. What? Mrs. Huffington's a lady. Oh right. Right, and she. Uh, I thought Huffington Post was like a. It was like the Onion, like a spoof thing. Oh, no, it's not a spoof. Real. It's it's um yeah it's. It's Jane Huffington. And lots of other people write on it. Yeah. No, no, it's all written by Jane Huffington. It's not all written by Jane. It's all written by. Is her name Jane? Not Jane, it's Dr. Huffington. Is she a doctor? That's why it's yeah. alright, because yeah. she's a doctor. She's a doctor. I went to see Queen with Adam Lambert the other night. Oh. Um, how was that? Surprisingly good. I don't really know who he is. No, I didn't. He won, he, he came second. He's not even like the winner of Pop Idol who came second, but he well, that's is probably good. good. Because the winner of Pop Idol would not be the sort of person that would sing the Queen. There's been a lot of internet ridicule about... This guy being in Queen. He's not really in Queen, he's singing this. Well, being Freddie Mercury. He's not really being Freddie Mercury. Well, no, but that's the problem, isn't it? Isn't that a worry? No, he does a good job at singing very well. Um, I will say, because I get Queen fans listening to this, you see. Yeah. Um, I mean. I love the sound waves. There's a gnat in our in our, right in our car. Should, should we take this for a drive Living now? That, no, you've drunk like. Pints, some pints of luck. <laughs> should we reverse? Should we reverse back and forward just for fun? No, oh, but in the future we should do a podcast on the road. Yeah, right. Take this mini out somewhere. Where should we go in it? Though? I can't drink with. Well, it, let's though. take your mini to the make it part of the Olympic ceremony. I reckon there will be mini. As we said, there'll be minis involved. Do you think? What's your favourite ever? What's your favourite car? I don't really 
really I hate cars. cars. I'm not. I don't even drive. My favourite thing is people who go um, who have private number plates and they go, look at my private number plate. Sexy beast. You had one. That was your number plate, but not you didn't buy it. No, I had a car, and the guy goes to me. Also, the number plate's worth a lot. It's a sexy beast. And so it was sixy six six. It was. It was no. It was S X I six 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 six. So there were four sixes. It was like an extra. It was I said, double I said, devil. Well, the last time I met the devil. He didn't have four sixes on his head, it was six. Did you actually say that to him? No, he was a, he was a policeman. <laughs> and, um, and I bought the car, and when I bought it, I found out he double-clocked the clocks. Oh. Uh, and he fucked up the backs. You had a lot of work done on that, I remember. Yeah, by this Turkish sold guy. It now, you? Sold it now, I love that car. It's it was still... a beautiful uh, Mercedes? Like a little red Mercedes one. Mercedes and convertible, yeah. What film is that featured? Beverly Hills Cops. Beverly Hills Cops. You know what? I, there was a there was a I saw on the internet. There's a there's a DVD of Miami Vice, an 18 certificate. Oh, the film. Another TV series. 18. Why was it an 18? I don't really remember it. I don't enough. These days, I drugs maybe. All hey, the drugs here's use. the thing nowadays. Why 18 and 15 anymore? It should just be 15. Yeah, I mean, it, most a lot of films that would have been 18 in our day are. 15s now, but with the description. Hey, hang on. So, so have you, have you 15 seen, with have you seen moderate... the woman in black? Yeah. That Scared should not be shit up. That should not be a 12. I, my girlfriend, Alex, whooped and jumped and was genuinely terrified. It was It's properly good and scary. Jaws should not be a PG. Jaws, I don't know. I think it's fine to keep kids scared of sharks. <laughs> keep them away from them. <laughs> I think we should stop now. Good night, I need guys. a wee... Um, Come in mind, sorry it's been so long since we did it, um, but we'll try and do it more. We're both very busy now, we've both got loads of work on that we can't talk about. Tony can't talk about his work, because, and you know why, in about four, no, about a year's Probably time. in a couple of weeks I can tell everyone about it. But it's all I can say is I've got a good, very good part in a very big film. Yes. And it's very exciting. And, and Reese is writing about ten films now. Two, I'm, writing, I'm writing two films. Three, I've written three films, and I'm also probably going to be in a, quite a big television series. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which you've not been able to talk about, about for the last four podcasts. No. But it's, yeah, the comedy hero one we've spoken about before. Yeah, can't yeah, say. yeah. Anyway, love you all. Thanks for the questions, and uh, enjoy your Olympics, um, wherever you may be. Bye. Love. Bye. Love, love is all around. <laughs>